Yeah, and there's not much bigger than the federal budget. So let's summarise it. Well, the best way I know how, Lou. Right. Which is with music. Okay. Now, in terms of overall spending, the overall vibe of the budget, what would be the best way to... Money, money, money. Radio. We've got money everywhere, Lou. We're spending it right, left and centre. Splashing the cash. Screw any mention of a surplus. We're spending it all on the credit card, baby. And the best bit is we don't even have to pay it off. The kids do. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the big... Yesterday, Lou, you told us a fun story about getting sucked in by uh, online sellers. Yes, indeed. Uh, I thought I was getting one thing and the thing I got was a little bit different. Some cat harnesses that I I ordered uh, for free. Just had to pay postage. Yeah, 30 uh, bucks later. Yeah. You've got a harness that would be better suited to a guinea pig, I think. Would be yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> it reminded me, though, uh, I had flashbacks as you were telling me that story because I remember one of, probably one of my earliest memories when I was a real little kid, probably six or seven, I'd saved my pocket money to buy a remote control plane. And this was back in the 80s. Wow. So it was a catalogue thing, you know, you'd... you'd Send I do remember catalogues, yeah. yeah. And it was in England, I remember, and my mum helped me fill out the thing and send it off, and I expected to get this awesome remote control plane. I'd look up into the sky and it'd be up there with the clouds. Yeah, just sailing yeah. around. What I got was a little toy plane on a stick that you basically moved around in oh. a circle and it made a noise, like no. it, the propeller Hello. went around, but you held onto it. Oh, it was sick. And I was devastated. My mum said, yeah, you did one of your classic um, Matt sulks. I used to sulk a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but it genuinely gave me flashbacks. There's nothing worse than when you buy something expecting one thing and then you get something entirely. Oh, definitely. So it's, so it's been going on since before the internet. Yeah, but now it's just exploded. Well, that's it because there are so many more places <laughs> that you can seek out that sort of stuff. That's right. Uh, we'd love to find out some more because... You know, it's happened to me, obviously. It happened to you recently. I mean, it happens to a lot more people as well. Yeah, and if it doesn't cost you heaps, you just kind of write it off too. Like you'll go, oh, well, it's not great, but whatever. But maybe it does cost you heaps, yeah. which is even worse. One triple three five three. we'd love to know if you've been sucked in by uh, a, a bit of a deal online that wasn't quite what you expected. I found a kindred spirit for you here. Kim from Corowa, good morning. Good morning. Uh, what did you buy? I bought some cat caves off uh, the internet, like Facebook. You know how they put ads yeah. on. Yes, that's where yeah. I saw mine too. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And and what did you end up with when you say cat caves? What were you expecting? Like like a, a cat bed kind of thing? Yeah, something that cats could crawl into and... Yeah, snuggle, snuggle up and have it, have it sleep. Okay. And so I got stubby good. holders. <laughs> no. Yeah, it wouldn't. the cat's head wouldn't even fit in it, so. <laughs> are you That's serious? Awesome. What, sort of cats are, what sort of cats have you got, Kim? I've um, just got two tabbies and a, a long-haired black thing. So, so quite <laughs> decent-sized cats. Yeah, yeah, not small. Well, are, they, are these online sellers getting confused between a rat and a cat? Because it well, sounds like the harness could have fit a, a big rap for it you. Could have Luke. too. I think and they're these... just they're just targeting loving cat owners, Kim, and it's not. That's right. exactly right. We're saps. We really are. We want our cats to be beautiful and comfortable, and they're just That's preying it. on us. <laughs> thanks uh, for that, Kim. Have a great thanks, day. Thanks, guys. You too.
Oh, better off better off going into a shop, Lou, like you did to Kmart so and getting your $8 hard. Yep. It's Lou and Matt, it's Triple M. Over dance. At about 20 past eight. It's Lou and Matt, it's Triple M, you ask her. <laughs> <laughs> Something for just about everyone in the federal budget. It's a good old-fashioned spendathon, really. The federal minister for the environment, Susan Lee, joins us for a budget recap. Susan, good morning. Good morning, Lou and Matt in the morning. Um, so it's another big big spending budget like last year's, large deficit to it as well. Uh, why do we need to keep pumping money into the economy, Susan? Because we are still in the middle of a global pandemic and while it feels like life might be normal, it's not really and we don't know what the future holds but we do know the best way to insulate ourselves and pay back our debt is to generate as much income through agriculture, manufacturing. And what that means is jobs, jobs in all sorts of industries across the board. And, yep. you know, that's the sort of the, the big picture economic focus of the budget is bring the unemployment rate down under 5% and get people the opportunities to get the jobs that they want at the time that they want. Yeah, so just uh, looking at some of these figures, so the forecast looks pretty good. I mean, 5% or under unemployment, as you said, wages growth 1.5%, GDP growth 425 But there is one figure that looks pretty alarming, and that is $729 billion net debt, which is only growing, and it's going to surpass $1 trillion at some point fairly soon. Someone's got to pay for that at the end of the day, though, don't they, Susan? Is that a concern at all? Yes, they do have to pay for it eventually and yes, it's something the government needs to be conscious of but our net debt to GDP ratio, which is the one that counts, is still way lower than nearly every overseas Mm. country and trending downwards once we reach the peak that you've just described. So what I guess I'm saying is that um, you've just got to generate the income, earn yeah. the income, just like anyone does if they've got a debt in their household. Um, you don't sort of batten down the hatches and stop working. You redouble your efforts, you work more hours, you get a better paid job and you pay back your debt. And that's really what the country's doing. But the other thing that's mo- more well, I think equally important, is we have to deliver the services that people expect, deserve, and in some cases haven't had. And I mean aged care, uh, mental health care and child care. So those three big service delivery policies in our budget are the ones I feel most proud of. Do you think, um, uh, being the Environment Minister, Susan, there's been, um, there's, there was certainly an announcement of some spending for new gas infrastructure, but nothing really for clean energy. And the talks, obviously, uh, you know, environmentally, um, the talk is about clean energy. Has there been enough spent on that or allocated to that? Well, in the energy portfolio, there's been a lot of announcements just recently, and they are about transitioning to clean energy, well, I should say through clean energy to renewable energy. And I'm thinking of Angus Taylor, who's the energy minister, his technology roadmap, which is about getting hydrogen going, getting green hydrogen, so it's not using fossil fuels, um, building the battery storage that you need for renewals. I mean, if you look west of Albury, you've got solar farms everywhere, Mm. all parked along the grid. But what we need to do is provide the battery storage so that we've got more reliability. And that reliability is the thing that makes the difference between what we have now and a cleaner energy future. People argue about the transition and I understand that. But um, 
what we're seeing is companies take up the opportunities that we're providing and generating more renewable energy, putting it back into the grid, and they don't necessarily need governments to pay for that. In my own space of the environment, we've got a $100 million package on the oceans, which I'm very proud of because it demonstrates our leadership with ocean science, and closer to home, um, $70 million initiative on food and organic garden waste. So I want to see the whole country do what Albury does, which is to have that green bin on yes. the curb so true. and yes. do that well. And surprisingly, they don't. So we've, we're turning food waste into healthy soils. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are out of time. Thank you for that uh, recap. We will be talking to you again, I'm sure, very soon. Federal Environment Minister and Member for Farah, Susan Lee. Thank you so much. Many thanks. Yesterday, Lou, you told us a fun story about getting sucked in by uh, online sellers. Yes, indeed. Uh, I thought I was getting one thing and the thing I got was a little bit different. Some cat harnesses that I that I ordered uh, for free, just had to pay postage. Yeah, 30 uh, bucks later. Yeah. You got a harness that would be better suited to a guinea pig, I think. Would be, yes, uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me, though, uh, I had flashbacks as you were telling me that story because I remember one of probably one of my earliest memories when I was a real little kid, probably six or seven, I'd saved my pocket money to buy a remote control plane. And this was back in the 80s. Wow. So it was a catalogue thing, you know, you'd, you'd send the I do the remember catalogues, yeah. yeah. And it was in England, I remember, and my mum helped me fill out the thing and send it off. And I expected to get this awesome remote control plane. I'd look up into the sky and it'd be up there with the clouds. Yeah, just sailing yeah. around. What I got was a little toy plane on a stick that you basically moved around in oh. a circle and it made a noise like no. it, the propeller, propeller went around, but you held onto it. Oh, the stick. And I was devastated. My mum said, yeah, you did one of your classic um, Matt sulks. I used to sulk a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but it genuinely gave me flashbacks. There's nothing worse than when you buy something expecting one thing and then you get something entirely. Oh, definitely. So it's, so it's been going on since before the internet. Yeah, but now it's just exploded. Well, that's it because there are so many more places <laughs> that you can seek out that sort of stuff. That's right. Uh, we'd love to find out some more because... You know, it's happened to me, obviously. It happened to you recently. I mean, it happens to a lot more people as well. Yeah, and if it doesn't cost you heaps, you just kind of write it off too. Like you'll go, oh, well, it's not great, but whatever. But maybe it does cost you heaps, yeah. which is even worse. One triple three five three. we'd love to know if you've been sucked in by uh, a, a bit of a deal online that wasn't quite what you expected. I found a kindred spirit for you here. Kim from Corowa, good morning. Good morning. Uh, what did you buy? I bought some cat caves off uh, the internet, like Facebook, you know how they put ads yeah. on. Yes, that's where yeah. I saw mine too. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And and what did you end up with when you say cat caves? What were you expecting? Like like a, a cat bed kind of thing? Yeah, something that cats could crawl into and... Yeah, snuggle, snuggle up and have it, have it sleep. Okay. And so I've got stubby good. holders. <laughs> no. Yeah, it wouldn't, the cat's head wouldn't even fit in it, so. <laughs> are you That's serious? Awesome. What, sort of what sort of cats have you got, Kim? I've uh, just got two tabbies and a, a long-haired black thing. So, so quite <laughs> decent-sized cats. Yeah, yeah, not small. Well, are, they, are these online sellers getting confused between a rat and a cat? Because it well, sounds like the harness could have fit a, a big rap for it you. Could have Luke. too. I think they're least. just they're just targeting loving cat owners, Kim, and it's not. That's right. exactly right. We're saps. We really are. We want our cats to be beautiful and comfortable, and they're just That's preying it. on us.
Kim. Have a great Thanks, day. Thanks, guys. You too. Oh, better off better off going into a shop, Lou, like you did to Kmart so and getting your $8 harness. Yep. That's <laughs> that's triple X. And the Tokyo Games are getting closer than ever. The 23rd of July and then the Paralympics on the 24th of August. But there's been some rumblings, of course, over the last few days about delaying it yet again. Eliza O'Connell is our local Paralympian wheelchair racing champ. So let's check in and see how a competitor feels about it all. Eliza, good morning. Good morning, guys. So, Eliza, obviously, we, we spoke to you um, when it was first, the, the Olympics was first post, postponed. Um, and you'd been, obviously, training really hard. Now, you would have had to resume your training because they re-announced when it was going to be coming up uh, in the next few months. Um, what happens now for you? Are you in, like, a tapering off phase or what are you doing now in, in this uncertain time of not knowing whether you're going to go or not? Yeah, Lou, look, as far as, um, you know, we've been made aware as Australian athletes, the games are proceeding uh, as, you know, as we've been told. Um, Paralympics Australia are doing a wonderful job, you know, liaising with um, the IPC and also the local organising committee trying to get as much information as they possibly can. I actually had my first uh, COVID vaccine on Monday um, as did many of my teammates. So, look, you know, we are still training hard. And, you know, if the games are going ahead, the Australian team will, will be there and will be yep. very well prepared. And when would, when would you expect to fly, fly out? Because you'd have to do two weeks, wouldn't you, over there, two weeks quarantine? Yeah, so essentially um, what we'll be doing um, at this stage is, is having a bit of a hub out of, of Canberra. And we'll be flying straight into oh. the village and we're expecting to depart around the 20th of August and going straight into the village. Now, it's going to look a little bit different. We're, you know, we're going to be, our movement's going to be pretty limited as even as far as going to the dining hall, the Australian team have made provisions for us to actually be able to eat in our room. So look, it's not going to be a fun, you know, it's not going to be a fun No, not a social, no. No, no. And, and look, even really strict protocol, even as far as, you know, if we are found to be a close contact to anyone that tests positive, we won't make the start line. So, look, you know, it's going to be pretty tough conditions um, both both on and off the track, but, you know, I, I have no doubt that the Australian team will be physically and mentally yeah. prepared for, you know, the the reality of the you know the the new you know the new games yeah yeah well all right we'll we'll eagerly await and see what happens with that but some exciting news um, from you uh, eliza you're writing a book yes um so i've actually collaborated with the wonderful dr amy chan who is another lovely yes. local who has um uh, you know, had quite a successful couple of years with with her books, and we've been we've been chatting for a while. And I'd um, you know had a bit of a rumbling to write a children's book for quite a while. And look, we we got together, and you know what we've what we've been able to to do is something really beautiful. And and it's it's just a lovely story about you know children accepting their differences. You know, you know you don't have to have a physical difference. Um, you know, you know, such as a disability. We're all different. You know, we've got red hair, we've got glasses, we've got. We're all different, and it's about celebrating those differences. Oh, nice. And that's what the book's about. So it's a bit of fun. That's awesome. Can you tell us what it's called? It's called Peg Leg Pedicure. So oh, nice. I love it. I'll let you imagine what that's about. Yeah. But yeah. Look, there's a bit of pirate action, and you know, it's about making. You know, we 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 get together and we make. You know, we give my my peg leg a, a pedicure and we give it a manicure. Oh, and, nice. When um, is it coming out, Eliza? 
Look, it'll be later on in the year. We're, we're working with a beautiful illustrator at the moment to make it come to life and, you know, really excited about, you know, the, the awesome. final product that will be out. Fantastic. Well, we'll talk to you a bit more about that when it's closer to being released. Eliza Alt-Connor, we love chatting with you. Um, good luck with the rest of your training and the rest of your COVID vaccine and we'll catch up with you soon. Lovely, Matt. Lovely, Lou. Thanks, Ross.